one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and a very warm welcome to the start of a series of talks, sharing experiences and education, working with the facet of mediumship, which belongs to the communication realms. Two absolutely outstanding and wonderful people with us tonight. Uh, it will be a joint effort between everybody here sharing our experiences. First gentleman needs no introduction at all whatsoever, I'm sure, the wonderful Mr. Keith Charles. Keith, good evening, sir. Good evening, Lawrence. How are you? And hello, everybody, for joining us. We are absolutely wonderful and looking forward to this evening. And also, we are joined by the wonderful Bill Rich. Bill, good evening to you too, sir. Good evening, Lawrence. Good evening, everybody. Absolutely great. Okay, so just a quick outline for everybody. This is not a development course as such. This is not aimed at making you a medium. The purpose and the goal and the energy going into this series of talks is sharing all of our experiences. I think we've got over a hundred years worth of experience between us all. Would you agree, gents? Yeah, we tagged that the other day and it's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a huge resource here of all our own understandings, our own knowledge, our own experiences, and it's to help and assist those people who are looking at developing their mediumistic side in the art of communication, because mediumship has many expressions, but to for the purpose of these uh, talks these are aimed at mediumship as we know it and where you're standing on the platform or one-to-ones whatever but practicing that art of communication so we've uh, had a little look and to break down the series of programs and we're going to go right the way back to the very beginning with uh, a lot of things and we know that there'll be people watching at various stages of development and understanding um but do you know what i like going back to what i call 1.0 at times just to refresh the memory and also it's quite interesting to see how we've evolved and how we've changed from that original concept so right down at the very beginning, I'll put this question out and give uh, everybody that opportunity to express their understandings and their experiences. So the first one is becoming a medium. Is it a want or a need? Keith. I believe there's, as you said, we've changed over the years. And what I believe is if you don't want to be a medium, nobody says you've got to be one. And I believe that if you want to be a medium, if you want to find out more, it comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. And we're here to try and help people learn the pitfalls as well as we try and give them our experience. Now, I honestly believe that things have changed. There is a, a big industry out there now for all kinds of things psychic. But to be a medium, as, as you know, Lawrence and Bill knows and all those listening know, the job of a medium is actually to prove that there is a life after death. And that is what I want to do. If, if you want to do it for money, ladies and gentlemen, you know, if that's your want, if your want is for money, forget it. Because you're going, you started off on the wrong foot. If you want to go out because you want to learn and you want to earn more, you've just started a journey that will last you to the end that you go into heaven. That's where it is, because I always say this, if you start on a passenger, uh, sorry, on a passage of being a medium, spirit have a weird way of catching you, like they're fishing. They've got you and they let you go out and then they reel you back and you might say, I'm not doing it anymore. That don't last because they get you back and spirit have a wonderful way of selecting who wants to be working for them the same way if you're trying to force it it won't work but we're here you bill me to try and help people so if they've got any questions any questions then please ask us but for me i want to be a medium because i want to help people 
I want to help people who have been in a position like you and me of losing somebody who has been important, but that didn't come until after I did lose people. I was 30 when I started on a platform. So my want started in a different way. We'll discuss that later. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Keith. And Bill, uh, for your side from that, please. Mm, the want or need. When I, I grew up with spirit, I was aware of spirit from childhood, yeah? And I, come, I was fortunate. I had a family that was very aware of spirit. My mum was a medium. And I could always feel spirit. But I wanted, and that's the word want, to develop it. I never wanted to be a medium. Um, when, I sat in, when I sat in circle, my wanting to be a medium only come about from a message that I, I delivered. I saw the power of what this message could do how it helps someone and i remember saying this is what it's about i want to help but i think everyone who comes into the movement the first want they want is to want to know they want to find out a lot of people think am i going mad i want to know if i'm going mad am i hearing them voices and seeing things and i agree with what keith said i see a lot of people want but you've got to want for the right reason. You know, you've really got to want for the right reason. My reason for wanting was, I thought I was going nuts. It got so bad, so communicative with spirit, I needed answers. But one message I gave when I was a fledgling showed me the value of what mediumship is. I saw... A woman that I give a message to very briefly, I gave a message to her mum, and the message was simply that I'm where I should be, I'm happy, I'm in the right place, and I'm with family. This woman come from the platform while I was there, hugged me and said, my mum passed last week, she took her own life. And all I wanted to know was she was safe and in the right place. That brought the value of mediumship to me, the wanting to do it properly, the wanting to help people very quickly the need want or need i think when you've got the experience of all of us i need to be a medium it's as part of me as 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 much as my right and left hand is it's a part of me i need to be with it that's my my take on it wonderful thank you very much bill very interesting question as well because uh we're all going to come at these uh, questions from our own understanding and angles. And the actual word medium in the scientific uh, explanation is it's a substance that makes possible the transfer of energy from one location to another. I regard mediumship not just as the communication side, but through all things, through inspiration, through art, through music, all healing. These are all mediumship, but for the purpose of uh, this exploration, we are looking at the works of a medium in the context that we know and understand today to be bringing forward those messages. And yeah, want or need, good question to all ask ourselves. I started my mediumship when I was learning Reiki. Um, I had no desire to get up on a platform, despite my character, I'm quite a reserved person um, and standing up in front of a load of people really did not appeal to me. However, during the course of the learning for healing, uh, I started to pick up on spirit. And so I took a different path. And yeah, it's, it's about to me it is still that healing route being a medium, because we're not only giving healing to the person receiving the message, we must always be so mindful we're giving healing also to the person giving us that evidence because when we work with spirit, we are dealing with intelligence. Always been a thing of mine. You know, we do tend to think of spirit as like a balloon on a bit of string at the end of our arm. It's not. Spirit are us. We are spirit. We are dealing with intelligences similar to our own and advance on our own. And we have that duty uh, to respect 
that with which we work and those who which we work with. So yeah, uh, want or need? Well, I didn't want to be a medium, um, but it is part of my skill set now. And yes, I, you know what? I love it. When you get that moment, yeah, you know that you've touched, you know that you've done your job as a medium. I just go, thank you. Thank you so much. Right, gentlemen, very interesting. So, okay, we've gone to the uh, first line, you know, do we want to be a medium? Do we need to be a medium? Are we a medium? So, uh, where to start? Where would we start from ground zero? Keith? It started for me when I, I always get this word wrong, but it was like Claire cognizance it's kind of i knew about things i didn't know anything about mediumship i didn't know anything about mediums but i would know things and i think there's a lot of people that have had that before um and then i i met a, a gentleman um percy webster and he took me to um it's hampton hampton hill church and i went to watch to see what a medium was I didn't know what a medium did, never never knew anything about it. And in the middle of his den, he said, are my friend Keith going to get up and give a message? And I turned to my wife there and I said, how the heck do I do that? And I stood up and I, I'd said three or four words or sentences i can't really say there was much substance to it because i can't remember it what i did what did impact on me is when i sat down i said i want to do that i've got to do this this is what i want so it comes back to the want and need i want to do it because it was where i needed to be you know it's kind of i was suddenly comfortable i suddenly felt alive in a different way and i went to meet um a, a couple of mediums i went to watch them and i went in one development circle it didn't work for me and i met madge summerfield and uh, we could go on that at a later time about when you get the right teacher so i sat in a development circle and me being me it's like i want to get out there and do this and she said like patience keith when you're ready you will do it and i said no i want to go now and she said no you're follow what I'm helping you with and the word help. She didn't tell me what you're going to do. She didn't tell me how it's going to happen. Nobody can tell you what you're going to do. They can help you and guide you like we do. And that's how it started for me. And I'll just shorten this. I was at that time a married man with three children under four. And I started by going to different spiritualist churches. And how did I do that? I wrote to every, every church that I knew of. I wrote to everyone saying, my name's Keith Charles, I'm a new medium, would you give me a chance at your church? And in two years, and this is God's honest truth, I did 500 services. And I suddenly realized after two years, I got a job with the police, my shift, I've got my children. It's, this is, when I say costing me money, you would know then, you know, you didn't get, you only got peanuts, you know. So I wasn't doing it for money. I was just say a gallon of petrol was a quid. People say, how much do you want to say a pound? You know, just to cover the petrol. But I suddenly realized this is costing my family money. So my family were important. But I, I just had this yearning i was alive that's what i wanted to do and, and don't get me wrong you know that's where you learn and i still stayed in development circle i still stayed because i believe like i said at the beginning from the day you start to the day you leave you are learning so that was my if you like my introduction and my start of my first couple of years as a medium lovely, lovely. thank you very Yep, thank you, Keith. And now we come over to Bill. 
Bill, you're, uh, where where would we start? You know, I want to be a medium or I need to be a medium. It's there in me. Where do I go? I, as I said, my, my mum was a medium. And I actually originally asked my mum if she'd teach me. Um, and she said, no, I can't teach you. Um, you need to go to someone who doesn't know you. Um, go to a church. I was living at South End where I am still now. Um, because I believe that the start for me, my mum gave me good grounding straight away. If you want to do it, go to the spiritualist church. And the first church I went to, I walked in there and I met the people and it's almost like having an interview, if you like. Um, you know, who are you? What do you want? Very much the same question. Why do you want to do it? Um, and I felt it was very much like a, an interrogation. I think I passed the test, but I didn't feel comfortable. That was the strangest feeling. You know, I'd ask Spirit, come on in, show me a door, open one for me. Um, and then just by chance, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. Just by chance, I was in another part of South End. I walked into a church and I felt at home. Just felt at home. It, it might as well have had a sign outside saying, hello, Bill, we've been waiting for you, come in. And it just put its arms around me and I thought, I like this place. I spoke to a guy who, who um, let me speak to one of the, the presidents of the church. She was my circle leader, Maureen Bray. She was the one person in my life who I can seriously say, built the foundations of what life I lived. Does that make sense? Um, she was a fantastic teacher. But like Keith rightly said, I wanted it. I'm always one that wants it yesterday. I am the most impatient person you could possibly meet. And she said, no matter how much you want, no matter how much you think you can rush it, spirit are the one that controls it. When the door's ready to open, it will open. I can't push you through it. You've got to walk through that door yourself. And the start for me was sitting in that circle. I learned, I, obviously I learned a hell of a lot about spirit, but I learned a hell of a lot more about myself. Seriously, you know, I faced the biggest demon of all, and that was me. And I can't thank that lady enough, and I can't speak for you guys, but when I did come out of circle, they were the building blocks, your foundations. 28 years later, I still go back to what I learned in circle. You go back to them lessons, they're ingrained in you. So that was, was me, and I had a lovely lady when I was working, like Keith, I still had contact with my circle leader, and another lady, uh, Sheila Shearcroft, she was the one who, she did the polishing bits. If you can imagine listening to me, I'm polished, but she had a go at it, if you like, yeah. Um, I could not thank them people enough. They're both in spirit. They are a major part of my life. And I would say to anybody starting up, go to a recognised circle someone who knows what they're doing because when you start to work with spirit and work properly it's a life changer i would say that's mine wonderful bill uh, i could see keith nodding there a lot in, in agreement and likewise here and the comments coming in supporting thoroughly what you're saying uh yeah we we are all um us three are of that generation where to access the circle, to access that development, there was really only the churches to go through. Uh, you know, for modern day, for today's world, you know, the doors outside of the churches and centres as we speak, you know, we are bombarded through social media, through uh, advertising, uh, for a variety of disciplines to learn. Uh, subject we will be coming on to later on today is just understanding the people and the qualifications 
of who you would like to train under. However, bring it back to this topic about where do we start? Yeah, go to your local church, go to your local centre, ask. You know, I always say this, no question is daft if you don't know the answer. Uh, and like uh, Bill touched upon uh, the in, uh, interview, uh, we were all of that generation where we all trained under what we refer to now as the old school mediums. Uh, and some, I know one of my teachers, he's frightened the life out of me. I was terrified of her when I first met her, but I learned so much. I really did, you know. So, yeah, go to the churches, go to, you know, follow your heart as well, not your head. Don't think, oh, they've got a name, they must be good. Investigate, yeah, because I tell you what, you can learn a thousandfold from somebody who just sits quietly and has made their pathway teaching others. Yeah, really interesting. Thank you, gentlemen. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. So uh, we are now, you know, looking at that stage of uh, starting on our circle experience. Uh, we often hear, or not often, but you do hear occasionally people saying, oh, I don't need to train as a medium, I'm a natural medium. Uh, well, I, my response to any of those people is, I've got a pair of hands, but without eight years training, I'm not a surgeon. And if you want evidence of that, come around here and I'll do an operation on you. You need to learn your craft. You need to learn. You need to learn the not so obvious. You need to learn the esoteric value of what you do. You need to learn the history of what we do when we work as mediums, because we're standing head and shoulders on those dear ones that have gone before us. And we need to have that understanding and we need to have that compassion, upliftment and that all round knowledge. But when we go into a circle to begin with, um, what do we look for? To me, one of the first things is the disciplines and the dedication, which is the two sided part of the deal. We display the dedication. The circle leaders will just, you know, apply the disciplines to us. So, Keith, thoughts on that, please? Well, having done both, um, I sat in a development circle and ran a development circle. I'll, I'll say the first thing that you mentioned there was the discipline. If any person, and I'm now the student, if anybody has taken the time to give you their time and their experience to say to you, Look, I run a course. It will be every Monday at eight o'clock till 10 o'clock. Can you commit to that? And once you say yes, to me, that's a verbal contract, apart from any illnesses or anything else, because I was taught that you're, when you're in a development circle, the person that are there, they're there to develop as well, and that you're part of a chain, you're part of a team, you're part of what... And you don't want to keep losing people that you turn up, we've got 10. Oh, we've got three this week. We've got six. Oh, Mary can't come. She's watching EastEnders. So whatever it might be, that comes into development. That comes into development. If you're not committed, are you? is that going to be, and this will annoy me, you're a medium. Oh, I can't go to church next Wednesday because the FA Cup's on. I, I won't do that. They're the things that I'm passionate about. One thing that obviously comes through when I was grown by my parents, by my medium teachers, and also in life, time is very important. If you're committed to do it, it's your time, it's their time. And I feel that whoever you are, spirit also know when you're not working properly, when you're not, if you're going to say, well, I won't go next week because of some lame excuse, spirit will say, well, we'll show you what you need to know and how it's going to be in a kind of little, I'm going to say a harsh way, but you'll get what I'm saying, you know, that you will learn these lessons. And also if you are one, one negative thing to some people, but I think it's very positive. If I'm running a circle, I always say to the people that come to my circle, if you don't feel comfortable, leave. Because I believe you're not meant to be in that group of people in that circle. Now, when I started, I used to drive from Chessington down to um, Crawley. 
and I used to go there every week. And it was a fair journey to add on to going there, doing the time coming back. And after about four or five weeks, it may have been longer, but after about four, I thought, I don't feel comfortable with the people that are sat here. And I, I don't feel that the teacher, this was to me, and I'm no, the teacher was more there for look how good I am as opposed to imparting knowledge for people. Now, there are different things that can happen. And I said, excuse me, I don't mean this to be rude, but I'm going to leave. And they said, that's fine. I then heard that two weeks later, the whole circle split up. Now, that wasn't my fault, but I'm just saying, I was obviously one week link for that circle. And it happens to other people. So dedication is important. And the dedication starts from the day you commit into any form of teaching or any time of learning. And if you've got to balance what you want most, then take it. If you don't want to be a medium and learn about it, don't do it. Don't, there's nobody with a gun to your head saying, if you don't do this, then don't. That, I'm passionate about it. I'm sorry, people, but I am. If you're going to do so, because there's nothing. You run a church, Lawrence, and we'll talk about this later. But if if you're now expecting me to turn up because you've got 10 or 110 people booked, oh, yeah, Keith will be here. And I don't. And I phone up and go, Keith, where are you? Oh, sorry, mate. I, I didn't really fancy it. There's a lot of traffic on the road tonight. Well, why didn't you tell me? Well, I was I was umming and ahhing. If that's how your career is going to be, and I say career, you know, your development's going to be umming and ahhing, forget the umming and ahhing, just say no, I'm not going to do it. Sorry, I'm, I get a bit passionate, as you can tell. But uh, I love what I do, and I do what I love. So thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, uh, very good, Keith. Thank you. And yes, as running a church, yeah, please, if you make a booking, please turn up. <laughs> Bill, sir, your thoughts, please. I've got to agree with everything Keith says on that. It's it's passionate because that's what it is to us. Yeah, but the discipline, dedication. I think there's three D's that I use when I teach because I bring them into teaching. That's dedication, discipline, and devotion. They, they go hand in hand. Um, people say to me, but what kind of discipline do you need? Well, I'm a great believer that spirit probably spent a large part of your lifetime trying to get to communicate with you. And when they do get you to where they want you to be, if you don't have discipline, you'll never close down. You'll have spirit around you 24-7. And if there's one remedy for going balmy, that would be it. You've got to have discipline. You've got to have discipline in your life. In every aspect of our life, there's disciplines, rules and regulations. It's no different when it comes to working with spirit. A good circle leader will teach you them disciplines. The first one was... This is the time we start. I want you here five minutes early, ten minutes early, whatever. That gives you time to have a fair, go to the loo. We start circle at 7.30, say. And 7.30 meets 7.30. It's no good turning up 20 to, 20 to 8, expecting the door to the church to be open. It'd be locked. End of story. And you think, oh, I've wasted my time tonight. And she would say to any of us, you know the time. You can make arrangements. If you can't be disciplined to bring that into your training, how the hell are you going to use it when you're actually working? You've got to have that discipline. And a good circle leader will teach you the discipline of learning to close down, learning to open up, the discipline of how to bring spirit in, how to get the spirit to stand back. And discipline is important because I think... People lose sight that sometimes you've got to discipline spirit. You know, it's a two-way partnership. We can't do it without them. They can't do it without us. So in the middle, we find that camaraderie, that bond. This is the discipline that spirit expects of us. This is the discipline we expect of spirit. Dedication. 
I'm like a, if the, I will defend my, my beliefs, my faith to the bitter end, come hella high water, don't care who it is, it means everything to me. And I'm dedicated to what I do. I'm dedicated to the teaching, the demo, the whatever. But it will get tested. Life and people will test you to the limits. And that's when you find out how strong your dedication and your devotion is to it. You know, the dedication, devotion and discipline, they're all interlinked. And to me, you've got to have that discipline. You've got to have it all. It's important. You can't read a book and learn that. You've got to be taught it by someone who knows what they're doing, who's got the experience. And then it becomes apparent how important it is. And it is vitally important discipline and dedication. Be devoted to what you do. But remember, you've got to live a life as well. It's a balance of all of them three things culminating in one lifetime. That's my say. Yep, couldn't agree more, Bill and Keith. Uh, very true. Discipline and dedication. You know, today, our culture, you know, uh, discipline is sometimes um, either feared or challenged or doesn't apply to me. But it is, you know, we need to practice those disciplines and we need to actually accept the disciplines that that circle or that group, however we wish to progress along this pathway, uh, already have. And we need to fit into that because once you start creating a circle, there's, there's a lot of factors, a lot of factors. You are part of your spirit team. You are the physical emissary where those in spirit who will be working with you are joining in, learning also, learning also, learning how to communicate, learning how close to get to their medium. You know, you often find when you begin to work, whoa, 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 back off, back off. You know, it's just finding out. It's that part. It's, so you are part of a team. So to be part of that team, you've got to start with that discipline and say, okay, we want this to happen. We want that to happen. Uh, I want you to back off. I want you to come closer. That's just one little facet of the discipline. You know, uh, it's also actually accepting constructive criticism. Uh, this is one area that I've found and experienced in the past few years that some people tend to find constructive criticism as an affront and a challenge where it, it isn't. It's, you've come to learn and I'm giving you the benefit of the experience, my experience, exactly the same way as you would do in other circles, you know. So, yeah, you've got to be prepared to be disciplined and to be disciplined. And the dedication, yeah, you know, everything. When it's new, it's like, yeah, going for it, absolutely wonderful, full of the energy and the enthusiasm. Okay, you know, we're going to do a circle here every Friday night, 7 o'clock. Yeah, absolutely lovely. Look at it. Lovely evening. You know, afterwards I can go for a walk down by the quay, da-da-da-da-da. Right, let's go forward a bit. Middle of November, you've had a horrible day at work. You've come home, your tea's not ready, um, you know, everything in the house is going wrong and you're expected to be at circle at half past seven and it's pouring down with rain. That's where dedication starts to come in because like Bill quite rightly said and Keith also echoed, you know, one week you've got three, one week you've got eight, one week you've got one. No, you always, you know, you miss circle when you are truly poorly. And in fact, a lot of the circles that I used to sit in would shut down. And most commonest time was August because that would be the time when the kids are off school or you're going to likely to go away on holiday. But you always gave thought to circle. If you had an invite to go somewhere and it was circle night, guess what? You turned down the invite because you have made that pact. I always say sitting in circle is like meeting your friends down the pub on a Friday night. If you keep saying to them, yeah, I'll be there, yeah, I'll be there, and you never turn up. One week you will turn up and they won't be there. It reflects back on us. So, yeah, very interesting. Very good. Very good. Okay. 
so we now understand you know like the little basics going on here this is by no means comprehensive people there are so many facets which you will be given the opportunity to ask in questions later on um so yeah okay i i I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be dedicated. Uh, I will apply those disciplines to myself. I've found a circle. Well, what should I look for in a circle regarding the teacher, the qualifications, the environment, and the actual energy? Because never forget, a circle is a living creation. And you've got to blend your energies in with that circle. Is it a circle you wish to blend your energies in? What's the intent behind that circle? Have I just set up a circle five nights a week, 10 people, 10 pound a head, do the mass. Is that my intent on running a circle? Or am I setting up a circle because I've progressed this far and I know now to share my gifts and to help others start on their journey? So Keith, what's your understanding there, please? Well, I would suggest to people that you learn from every experience. And my son, Matthew, is now in heaven he was the one that actually told my mum the best message that she's ever had because when she saw me she, she went to go and see me work she said Keith I don't know if I believe in what you do I said no what you mean mum is you don't believe in what I do or you're not sure about it until you get a message she went yeah that's it and I think that's a lot when we come to circles people if you go and sit in a circle if I'm looking for a circle leader I would like to go and see them actually doing an open forum or whether they're doing just an evening of clairvoyance. But the best time to go and see them is on a Sunday, as it used to be, because they were doing a dress. They were doing an opening prayer. They would give a, a, a nice little address about whatever it is. I've heard some awful, awful um, addresses, you know, like people how they worked in a football team and it, it didn't even go anywhere. You know, people that have worked on the buses, people that worked in the, and I think what's that got to do with it? Because it hasn't just gone over my head. I listened to it because I have no substance in what they say, you know? And I, I believe that if you go and watch somebody work, you get a feel about it. Now, when you've got that, I was invited to a couple of circles where I went into their premises you feel you get the vibe whether this is going to be the right place for me if it's it, you kind of find these little things about yourself it's like meeting a new partner isn't it or going out for a drink with somebody after 20 minutes you can say yeah i've got to go now because i've got to wash my hair or whatever it might be you make an excuse as you can see i don't do get away with that one now but i feel you need to click with the people because like me, I talk a lot, but you might find somebody in your circle who's very quiet, doesn't say anything, but they might only say two sentences and it has such an impact. That's what you have to learn. So sit in your circle, give it time, make yourself however time that might be. Go and speak to the development circle, you know, the, who's running it and saying, look, I'd like to be in, in a circle. Is, is this, what can you do for me? What can I do to improve myself, have a conversation, almost like an interview. Go and find out, ask your questions. Don't get halfway down the, through the line, you know, of like two, three weeks saying, well, I've been coming, but it ain't any good. I didn't really want to come anyway. Because if I was your, if like your instructor, I'd be very frustrated and very annoyed, probably stronger than that. But you can talk to people that run the circle. I mean, I think the most I've ever charged is like a fiver a week. You know, I've, I do things for free. So I'm just saying we have knowledge. Knowledge, you can't put, you cannot put money on that knowledge to give it to somebody else. But you don't have to have somebody who is, if you like, known. You could go and find somebody who sat in a circle. Like if I met Bill's mum, I didn't know her. She, she might say, I, don't, I might say, do you know, I met this woman. She was brilliant. You go, what's her name? I say, they'll always remember the medium that was running the circle or the teacher. They'll always remember their name. Bill's mentioned his name. You'll mention your names. I'll mention my names because they have an impact. So that's my advice to people. Go with your heart. Go with your gut. Go and interview the people. 
meet the people. It doesn't hurt just to say, ladies and gents, when I'm running my circle, the first week we're just going to have a chat. We're all going to sit on, see if you get on well with each other and have a chat, a cup of tea, whatever. There are ways of doing things. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, and actually you just said something there and I hadn't acknowledged it about, yeah, we do remember our teachers because they made that impact. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Bill, sir, your thoughts, oh. please. Ooh, teacher, qualifications and intent. Um, first off, I would say that there are three circles, right? And you've got the awareness circle. They're people that are coming into the church. They want to know about spirit. They get an opportunity to ask questions. And it's an open circle. Yeah, so it's not a closed circle. You have, like Keith said, you might have one, one week. You might have five. You might have seven. You might have ten. And it's for the very, very, very first baby steps you take. People might sit there and say, what's the medium? What's spiritualism? What's, what's clairvoyance? Well, come to the split, come to our open circle, and you can ask these questions. Is that teacher better or worse than the others? No, it's a qualified medium teaching, answering them questions. I think it's probably the, one of the most important circles there is, because your first impressions is often the one that you judge by. Yeah? And to me, you go on to the next stage, which is intermediate. People who have become aware of spirit, wanting to learn how to develop it. So you, you've got this series of circles that go on. I What I find, I would say to people is, I agree with Keith. If you've been told that Freddie Blogs or Mrs. Jones is a great circle leader, go and watch them work. See how they do it. See the compassion, their knowledge, their love, their strength. A circle leader, to me, has got to be an experienced medium. That you've got to be, you've you've got to have been able to tread the boards, come across the problems, served if you like a good apprenticeship. Does that make sense? Because you've got people's futures in your hands. You can either break a medium or create a good medium. And that's the responsibility a circle leader has. And to me, the intent of circle is always to be to develop in circle, to enhance, to build, to create. Because if you want a mother's union and you want to be able to chat about football and that, you can do that outside. You can do that if during the week. You don't get that much time. This is what I try to explain to people. And every circle <coughs> runs for what? Two hours a day? Can, does that make sense? Two hours. So can I do say, I think I spoke to you, Laurie, about it before, yeah? How much time do you put in a circle? Yeah? You give two hours of your time to spirit per week. It's not a lot to give. You can waste two hours just like that by doing something else. It's your time to, to start to work. There is a little little thing I did. I, I've got to read it to you. You do two hours a week. That's eight hours a month. 96 hours a year that you spend sitting in the company of spirit, right, to learn by someone who understands who's got the experience who's got the knowledge and like he said a lot of mediums don't charge a lot for the circles you're creating the future of mediums you're creating the future of mediumship and spiritualism so i worked it out that it equates to 16 full days a year yeah it's not a lot of time you know if you went to your dentist and said i need you to pull my teeth out and he says yeah, I'm a fully-fledged dentist now. I've done 16 days training. You ain't going to be wanting to have your teeth pulled by him, are you? Yeah. <laughs> right? Keith's just pulling faces. 
it's it's a fact. If you went for an apprenticeship, you wouldn't be saying, "I'm going to give thirty-two days." You know, over two years to become that. The medium that's teaching you has spent time, and I was on a committee at a church, and we were sorting out rules for the church. And one of the rules that I asked them to bring in is that anyone who teaches circle, healing, philosophy, got a slight pause there, ladies and gents. I'm sure Bill will be back very shortly. Bill, oh. Bill actually touched on something there um, that uh, had probably just been overlooked in this initial discussion here, and that was very much of the types of circle. Uh, very good point to bring up. Open circle, so just for the benefit of those watching, open circle is you can just dip in and dip out. Uh, it's generally wouldn't be designed to work as in communicating with spirit, my understandings with open circles very much they would be on a meditative basis because if you don't know yourself how do you know what spirit impinge upon you and you can just start to learn gently gently those circle conditions to lead on to the more advanced ones seems like we've lost bill uh i think he's got a problem with his communication of the camera i don't know if you can hear me bill a little sign came up saying camera disconnected. You may need to pull the plug out on the back of the computer and push it back in. Anyway, in the meantime, we will go over to some questions coming in. So there's a lot of very positive comments. Uh, Bill's just dropped out at the moment. We Don't worry, just keeping an eye on him. Uh, Phil Shaw, actually, I love your comments very much. Um, and so funny because when I actually did speak to you on phone and you said about Ivy Northage, I was sat there with a book by an Ivy Northage in my hand at the same time. And I thought, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, uh, the old school mediums really did work you hard. And it wasn't about money. Keith, over to you, sir. I saw, I saw Phil and he put down there about um, he, he worked with Gordon, you know, um, went sat with Gordon. And I had the beauty of actually sharing a platform with him. Hello, Bill. And Hello, uh, Bill. <laughs> one of the things that I said to Gordon, because he is, is one that I loved and had the privilege of work, I said, Gordon, how do I get to be as good as you? And with a very wry smile, he said, practice practice and i think that is very very important that what you're doing you can practice everything that you do as long as you don't go beyond the 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 boundaries if you know what i mean and i saw another comment if i could just mention this while you're doing this um lawrence was somebody said well what about if you're trying to Develop, but there are people that are in your family or people that know you who don't go along with what you do. Well, can I just answer that? I was in the police, and and if you go back to the late 70s and the 80s, mediumship wasn't what it was today. It wasn't as open, and it wasn't, you know, there for everybody. And I had all sorts of trials and tribulations with the press, with people that were in the, you know, in the radios, with... The, the police with everybody and you will get over it. If, if you want it, you get it. I told an aunt of mine once, so don't worry, sweet, whoever it was. I told an aunt once what I did. She ran away. She ran out of her own house into the garden. That is the truth. That is the truth, you know, and it's like, what have I done? I've just do what Bill did. I just told him what I believe, what I love, what I understand. So thank you for that. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Bill, sir, welcome back. <laughs> He's like a communicator, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Uh, here's a very good question by Anne Prizzy. Can you join a circle at any time? In Key. what way? Oh, right, Bill. <laughs> I don't know. Who would be asking? Bill. 
You'll know when the time is right to join a circle. Does, does that make sense? There's a, a drive, um, a need, a wanting to fulfill something, like a hole that doesn't heal. Does that make sense? Yeah? It's it's like that, that itch that you just can't reach. And, yeah, you can any time, any stage of your life, you can go into a circle. If that is the right time for you to go into circle. I've seen medium develop their mediumship in the 70s. I've seen it. And they've been very good mediums. I've seen mediums come through when they're 18, 17. And it's, when the time is right, doors will open for you. There's no time like the present. If you have got that desire and want to start, then you start. Seriously, I think it's that important. So you can join a circle at any stage. <clears throat> the only time I say that there are times where it would be difficult, sometimes there are health issues that can stop you sitting into health, into circle conditions. I remember my, my circle leader saying to me that there were certain things that you could do and couldn't do to come into circle. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much so. And you do uh, touch on there an element about we've got to be completely honest first and foremost with ourselves yeah. about joining a circle and knowing that we are sufficiently uh, grounded and will not pose uh, any future risk to ourselves or those people within the circle due to anything that's going on or ongoing within our own lives. So, yeah, complete and utter honesty. Yeah. Keith, uh, nice question here from Tim Pierce, lovely fella. Would a person have to start off in an open circle, even if they knew what spirit was about? If so, how long would they have to stay in that circle until they moved onwards? Hi, Tim. Thanks for joining us. Well, let me say this. There, I do know of people that have sat in two and three circles at the same time um whether that is the right way of thing to do i don't know i've never done that it's kind of like driving one car at a time if you want to go to an open circle and still continue in another circle you might be balancing up things that you are if you like lacking so we we use us three as the the teachers if if you're going to lawrence who's running an open circle and then you might go to my circle and bill circle you might say, well, I'll get that from Bill, I'll get that from Keith, and I'll get that from Lawrence. And then when you feel, hang on, I don't need to go and see Lawrence anymore, I don't need to see Keith anymore, I'll go to Bill. So, Tim, you, like the previous thing, your heart and, and your understanding will be pushed by spirit into what avenue you should be going. Like Lawrence said at the very beginning of this, he kind of started off with the healing and then went into the mediumship. Some people want to do platform work. Some people want to do trance work, whatever it might be. There are different people. It's like a football team. You'll have a goalkeeper, you'll have a striker, you'll have a defender, you'll have a winger. Whatever you feel is right, you look at yourself, Tim, with the greatest respect, what you're looking for. If you're just looking to be well-rounded, that's fine. I think whatever you do, you should be rounded. And, and at least you can say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. I hope that makes sense, Tim. Yep, that was lovely. And Bill, a question for you, sir. How much time do you think is necessary to sit with spirit in a given week? Oh, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Mm, that's why I gave it to you. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I love you too. Oh, right. I'm going to put it from a teacher's point of view, how I teach. If I'm teaching people who have come into circle, and I would say to them, this comes down to the discipline side. For the first time that you're in circle, I would say, the time that you spend the two hours in circle is often enough. Yeah? And I would say, how much time do you give? Do you sit and meditate all the time? I don't think you need to. Your thoughts are heard by spirit, right? They know your innermost thoughts. They know your innermost emotions and feelings. 
yeah so how much time was, is necessary to split the spirit i think initially i would say to people if you're coming into my circle that's the time to sit for spirit that's not saying you can't sit at home and ask spirit for healing or whatever because they're there constantly what i wouldn't want people to do is sit there and what you teach them in circle they try and apply for the rest of the week every day of the week because i think that's not the right way of doing it i think as you progress you can allocate more time to sit with spirit because you learn the control factor you learn the discipline side you learn what you is right and what isn't to do it it's a really really difficult question i don't know if pete's got an opinion or you've got an opinion on it laurie but i think initially the time allocated in circle is enough as you progress you can add that time to it yeah no that was lovely bill uh keith would you like to pass a quick comment on that please just just one thing what one is like you have to learn to switch off from spirit but if there is a if there is something that you're having a little difficulty with uh, at home you don't have to link into spirit i'll give you an example if you want to use your development of describing a communicator to somebody and you're finding that a problem find find somebody who you trust like your wife your girlfriend boyfriend whoever it might be and say to them i'm going to tell you how to get to a certain place well, you're familiar with it i'm familiar with it and just practice talking to people say look if i come out of your road turn right turn left or get them to do it the other way try and visualize it in your mind that doesn't involve spirit that just involves you making the clogs work a little bit if that makes sense to, to everybody it's just something simple you don't have to be you know all these sort of things where you got people say i was talking to them upstairs and i go you live in a bungalow you know we, we don't want to go cuckoo do we do you know what i mean it's like so we can practice little things That's wonderful fun. yeah thank you very much keith okay gents um time is catching up with us sadly there is one very good question here that i'd like to have both of your views on so starting with bill did you have a defining time or moment in your time as a medium how interesting oh yes i do yes i do um the turning point the turning point in, in in my mediumship was a turning point in my life um your time as a medium yeah i was i still served the church to this day it was langdon church in essex um the chairperson that day is still chairing the the, the chair now at the church and i was up with my circle leader and we there was two of us two fledglings he had marie and myself and the medium was working and then suddenly our circle leader said marie what you got and she said oh mine i've got nothing and she said oh don't worry dear you've done well just sit there feel what you got i haven't got anything well get up and see what you get and i just sort of like looked at her and she went up you get and i did the longest walk in my life which was probably about two and a half foot i had to get up out of that chair with a whole church full of people and and i thought oh my god i'm dead and i remember it vividly to this day i had sweat rolling down my arms and rolling down my hand and i've never shook so much in my life and i stood there and i thought well, what's the worst they can do to me they can only kill me once and then i'm going to come back and alter and i remember standing there looking out and i saw this man and i went i'm probably wrong so i might as well say it because you're going to say no anyway that was me and i said i've got this man who's telling me he works on the roads and you work on the roads with him and i described this man and what was the term then i think was a navy yeah 
um, you know, and he went, yeah, he said, that was me dad, my dad brought me into it and you described him perfectly. And the words out of my mouth was, are you sure? You're not <laughs> saying yes to the sake of it, are you? You, know, you might be able to see my dad, but I actually know him because I live with him. So I might know him a bit better than you. And that was the defining moment in my life. The hardest walk I've been up against in situations and people in my life that have scared me. Nothing scared me more than taking that two and a half foot walk into the unknown. And when that bloke said yes, I realized that's the defining moment that I will never forget. I can actually do this. That's Lovely. Thank you, Bill. Keith, sir, your defining oh, yeah. moment. I, I'll make them quick. I've got several because they are important parts in my life. Uh, one was uh, I was working at a church in South London and uh, I'd been going a couple of years and it was quite a large uh, platform that it had. And um, I, I got up, Keith Charles, I got up and before I got to where, if you like, a microphone might be, Spirit said to me, and I say Spirit, it was, you know, guides. We need to talk about Spirit another time. And it said, we'll show you who's the boss. And I struggled all night. And I was going home in my car and I'm rowing and I'm saying all sorts of things I shouldn't be saying. Thank goodness I'm in the car. And I said, why did you do that to me? Why did you do that to me? And they said, because you can't do anything without us. We're the ones that control what's going on. And basically, my ego was obviously starting to, to upset spirit who said, we're not going to have that. The other thing was that when I lost my son, Matthew, and I thought, that's it, spirit. How could you dare do this to me? The most important thing in my life. You've taken it away from me. And I sat down and I was obviously over a week or two. And I thought, do you know what? I've got to go back out there. I've got to go and help all the people who have lost a child, have lost a, something that's very important to them. And that makes me the medium I am today because I do it through love, not money, through love. And if you don't do it for love, ladies and gentlemen, don't do it. Please don't do it. Because as mediums, we will tell you, and I will tell you, Bill's been there and Lawrence knows about us. When you see a medium stand up within five minutes, you will know where they're working from. That's my personal opinion. But thank you for giving me that opportunity to answer that, Jan. Thank you. Absolutely wonderful. Very, very quickly, because we have overrun. My defining moment was uh, a few weeks after my mother had passed the spirit and the father was uh, extremely poorly and was on the way out. I was at work at that time. I worked on the railways and I was sat there looking out of the window and suddenly this whole scene unfolded before me. Uh, and it was my mum stood at a little country railway station, grinning away, absolutely beaming. Dad walked up, gave her a peck on the cheek, smiling away, and they walked away arm in arm. And I knew what I was being told. I knew what I was being prepared for. But do you know what? To this day, I can describe every breed of grass, every flower, every tree, every bit of the picket fence, what they were wearing. And I was so grateful. But when I had that, I thought, yeah, that comfort has given me, you know, I didn't want to hear it, but it was inevitable. But I was being prepared and I was being helped. And I thought, yeah, that defines me as a medium. That's my job to pass on that same energy to those that come to see us. Gentlemen, what a wonderful evening. Uh, off to a very good start, do you not think? Oh, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. What about you, Bill? Do you oh, keep disappearing when you when you just want to go for a fag? Is that what happens? Good, good. So, same time next week. 
We will. And, Brilliant. And as we say, it's gone. <laughs> and it's gone. Good night from me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's good night from him. <laughs> and it's good night from us. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. Stay Ladies safe. and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, very interesting. Love the questions. You know what? I, I absolutely adore questions and getting that opportunity to learn. We'll be back with you next Wednesday night at 7.30, where we will move on a stage from where we've been talking tonight. So we are doing like a progressive um, shows <laughs> throughout the week. <laughs> Yeah. All right, in-house joke. <laughs> Good night. God bless. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Stay sane. And from everybody here, sending you out all the love, all the blessings, and all that healing from spirit. Thank you for joining us.